Hi guys and welcome to the first ever episode of Just Delusional. I'm your host Noelle Sari and I'm so excited, so beyond excited to be doing this. I have wanted to do a podcast for the longest time, I think like four years, I don't know. But I've been wanting to do it for so long. And the reason that I didn't do it is because I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like I couldn't do it. I thought that I had nothing to talk about, that I don't know how to articulate myself properly, that no one would want to hear what I have to say. But then now I'm at the point where I'm like, one, I'm drained creatively in terms of Instagram and like that type of content. And I wanted something new to like spark my love for storytelling and being creative and like having a relationship with my followers online, which is incredible that I can do this with you guys because I feel like I've genuinely grown up with you guys in some way. But it's also because I think I have a lot to say. I think I have a lot of experience. (laughs) I think I have a lot of experience. I have a lot of experience in things that I think would be cool to talk about that you guys probably find so interesting. Hopefully, hopefully, you hopefully you find it interesting. Um, but also like, I think that there isn't, there isn't a conversation between young Muslim or young Middle Eastern or like just, just, just if you're a girl who's felt like, like odd out, there isn't a platform or a podcast for me personally where I've felt like I can relate to the person like I like like for example I listen to podcasts that I like but do I do I see myself in them not really not really so I was like I'm gonna make a podcast I'm going to do it oh my nail fell off anyways I'm going to do it and here I am doing it and I'm so excited I have so much to talk about I want to talk about friendships. I want to talk about life. I want to talk about love. I want to talk about uh, high school. Yuck. Am I right? Yuck. But it's true. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about um, being delusional. Something I've been called my whole life. I want to talk about uh, anxiety, which is something I've dealt with for such a long time. uh, uh, There's so many things I want to talk about. I don't even know where to start. That's how crazy it is. Um, but today's topic is going to be social media because it's uh, it's it's my life, and I feel like it'd be really cool to talk about with you guys. So that's what we're gonna do. Um, I've asked you guys some questions on my Instagram, so I can answer things that you want to hear. Because personally, when I listen to a podcast. I like to I like to feel included in it in some way and I want you guys to feel included in this in my little life you know what I mean so let's answer some questions to start this conversation um the first question I'm going to be answering is does reading comments affect you indirectly negatively wow I starting off strong the answer to your question is yes. Yes. Yes, I could end it there, but I'm not. But yeah, it freaking does. Um, I've been online since I was 17, 18. Um, let me give some context. So I, I'm a fashion girly, okay? I love fashion. 
And I always wanted to have a magazine or a blog or something that I could um, talk about fashion through. And when I was um, in, in high school, it was like the Dina Tokyo era. Dina Tokyo, I think it's her name. Love you. Um, <laughs> it was that era of time. And like, that's all I wanted to do. But there was no one in Australia who did it that or at least from what I saw. And I really wanted to do it. My mom said, you're not going online. My mom is not a Texan woman. My mom said, you're not going online, but you can have a, an Instagram account that you won't show your face from and you can put it under a name that no one's going to know it's you. So I had an Instagram account called I'm the Covered Girl. Yeah, cringe. I know you're cringy right now. Uh, I am too. I'm the Covered Girl and I would post my little outfits, my little OOTTs. And then I, and then yeah, from there it like progressed into Noelle Sorry at Noelle Sorry. So I eventually did change my name, thankfully. Oh my goodness. Um, but growing up online in a weird way was like, whoa, what a whirlwind. It's like a part of me relies on social media for my confidence. And this is just me being honest. This is me being honest with you guys. I'm going to be totally transparent. A part of my confidence is reliant on social media. Why? Because that's all I've ever known. In high school, I wasn't like, I don't know, like, it's not like gossip girl. Like, I'm not, I wasn't an it girl, but like, I wasn't, you know, one of the popular girls. I, I had braces and like, I just put the hijab on and like, I was navigating so many things. So I wasn't necessarily given compliments through my peers or like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think when you're in high school, it's like a boy tells you you're pretty. Like I didn't have that. I didn't have that. So I, so I, you know, it's so bad. I remember, I remember telling myself, this is so sad. I remember telling myself, Noelle, listen, you're not a pretty girl, but that's okay. You just need to be really funny. Um, hello, put her in therapy. I literally remember telling myself that, which is actually such a good thing because now I still rely on my personality to be slay because I, t- I don't know how I look. Um, so yeah, so be, uh, in high school, I just had like lack of confidence. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and then when I finished high school and then I started being online, that's when I got compliments. And that's when I was like, okay, I like this. I like being told I'm pretty. Eee. And ever since then, like, that's what I'm used to. I get comments like that. I mean, people compliment you like a hundred times a day, which is insane to think about because what the hell? That's not normal. But that's what I've been used to since I was like 17. So when I see a bad comment, I'm like, hello, hello, should I die? Hello? Like, I don't know how to react to that. I don't know. That must be true. That must be true. And I and I take it in so, like, I'm so upset by it every time I see a bad comment. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I don't let comments get to me. Because obviously I do. I'm human. I'm literally a human. I'm an emotional human. Um, don't get me wrong. I do block people and I forget about it because I have a goldfish brain. So I'll just block someone and be like, oh, what, what happened? 
but there are comments i still remember there are comments i still remember like for example when um it was COVID 19 uh trigger word sorry but when it was COVID 19 and i was in lockdown 20 how old was i like what 22 i don't know my body's changing i'm less active than i used to be couldn't like finish my last semester of uni on campus i was like you know i was sad i was eating a lot i i didn't like i was uh in lockdown in western sydney where they wouldn't even let us leave our freaking street so i couldn't like exercise or go to a park so i was literally just sitting at home i was at home um which a lot of people were like a lot of people put on weight during covid right but for me I never had body dysmorphia before COVID because I never really, I don't know. I just never really thought, I don't think I really thought about it or I, I didn't really, I never got comments on it. So then I thought I'm fine. Maybe, maybe I honestly don't know, but I just, I don't remember really thinking about it. So that when I did put on weight, it was like, it was, I was so distraught because the comments I was getting was like upset me so much because I didn't know what was happening to my body like because I'm just a girl like I'm just a woman I don't know what's going on like my body's changing my body's changing leave me alone but that's literally how I felt and I was so upset like I remember posting a photo which I was really really insecure about because I knew that I had put on weight and I knew I looked a little like I felt like I looked a little chubby like whatever it was like that's just how I felt looking back I don't think I was but that's how I felt at the time and I remember being like, okay, it's fine though. It's fine. And then getting comments to people like, are you pregnant? And I would so, so upset. I, I think I was crying. Like, yeah, I did cry. Yeah, who am I kidding? I did cry. Because nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to be asked if they're pregnant when they're not. It's common rule. I would thought so. Till now, I still get those comments. Ugh, it got worse once I got married. Um... But yeah, like that or comments like you've put on weight or you're ugly now. Like, huh? Till now, I still think about it, which is so upsetting because I've gotten great comments before and I've been uplifted in so many beautiful ways and told so many great things about myself. But then I remember the bad things because that's just how life works. Um, But to relate to the question about does it affect me indirectly? Yes, because it gave me an insecurity I never had until now I have it or for example being told I had a big nose which already was an insecurity just one person telling telling it to me online was like oh okay so everybody sees it (laughs) everybody sees it and now I like now I don't care about it which is like great for me growth um yeah like it does it does affect me 110 percent. it does affect me because I'm just a human I'm just a human and I and I remember everything. I do take everything obviously with a little like a grain of salt where I'm like they don't really know me or they're just commenting or sometimes I think it's a bully or someone in my life who hates me and I think they're commenting it. <laughs> like I'll like yeah, I think it's someone who really hates me that I know. I'm like it's you, isn't it? Yeah. Um but the truth is is that a lot of people just comment because they can. Or they want your attention, which has been so weird. I remember one time I replied to a comment and they're like, I'm sorry. Love you, by the way. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Thank you. Have a good day. 
so weird so it's like yeah sometimes they're just bitter people sometimes they want your attention sometimes they're jealous sometimes they're they're uh projecting onto you i don't know what it is but it does affect me because i'm literally a human i'm literally just a girl obviously obviously you know what i mean and i think social media has gotten so toxic that people who comment hateful things don't even realize that they don't even realize that you're a human which is like so bizarre to me because i would never i would never ever 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 comment something mean or rude about another person on their page (gasps) why did i say it like that like on their page as if i do it in private no no like okay for example i'm on tiktok i see an outfit i hate of course i see so many outfits i hate every day because i i hate a lot of things (laughs) wow my true colors are coming up of course i see outfits i hate of course i'm a human i'm a human i see how outfits i hate do you think i'm gonna comment i hate your outfit oh my god i would never do that i would never do that my mom raised me right my mom raised me right two i'm a muslim we are not allowed to do that you have to be a good person doesn't mean everyone is but i try to uphold those values three whatever i comment on someone else's page it's gonna come back to me in another way it's gonna come back to me people are so crazy to me really really truly crazy like when people comment the most saddest disgustful hateful things on someone's page i don't care how bad it is okay this this is a degree where sometimes people do deserve to have a little like reality check don't get me wrong but when it's in terms of you're attacking someone so harshly for no reason just other than you just want to be a bitch like are you okay are you okay you're clearly not okay like, what are you going to do if that person, you know, becomes really impacted by that comment? What are you going to do? How are you going to feel then? How would you like if someone said that about you? If you're not going to say it to their face, why would you say it online? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. And you know what's crazy as well is that Instagram and Facebook, which, oh my God, I haven't used in years, but Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, they have such a good algorithm to help boost content that is foul and 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 so embarrassingly disgusting but then they can't filter out hate and negativity and bullying sorry sorry how does that work how does that work i need to take a meeting with with the man i forgot his name (laughs) with the man okay i need to take a meeting with the lizard man and we need to have a conversation because what the hell is going on how can you block out my content for sharing about people dying overseas but then you can't block out content when someone's bullying someone with a key hate hateful word how does that freaking work answer like answer me anyways let's move on to another question okay um hmm why does everyone look beautiful online except me oh my god first of all there's no photo of you on here but that doesn't matter because you're literally beautiful i don't think anyone is like truly an ugly person unless their heart is ugly personally why does everyone think they why does everyone look beautiful except me okay let me tell you this no they're not they're not um i cannot express to you about how insecure i am all the time 
all the time. I think all the time about there's someone better looking than me. There's someone, if I just fix this, if I just fix that, if I do this, if I do that, like, again, I'm just a girl, but also I'm human and I'm a human online and I'm an influencer and I, and I, people see me all the time. It's so, I don't know how to express to you that like nobody is perfect. Oh, I think about the Selena Gomez song. Who says, who says you're not perfect? You know, that was my ringtone. That used to be my ringtone. My little Nokia C3 purple. Yeah, Nokia C3 purple. That was my ringtone. But it's true. Like literally no one's perfect. For example, if, okay, for example, if people perceive me as being so stunning, which is crazy because what? But anyways, like, do you see me when I'm like cutting my toenails? Do you see me when my armpits are grown out? Do you see me when I have bad breath? Which hopefully is never, but you know, I'm human. Do you see me when like my hair is so oily? I look like I've been dipped in a bucket of oil. No. Do you see me when I wear my Shrek t-shirt and I'm cleaning the shower? No, but that's real. That's literally real. Do you see me when I'm so bloated? Do you see me when like my legs are so hairy? Like there's so many things which doesn't, which by the way, hairy legs and grown out armpits don't mean you're ugly. But I'm trying to say like, you don't see me in my vulnerable moments. Every influence you see online, everything is polished. Everything that you see online is polished. Every little thing is detailed and polished and on purpose. Everything is on purpose. So every beautiful girl that you see online, every little beautiful body or everything like that, just remember that like there's so many other aspects of that human that you don't see. And I'm such a firm believer that every person has something beautiful about them. Again, unless you have an ugly heart, you need to fix yourself because I, I'm not going to sit here and be like hashtag positivity when there are really some mean, vile people out there. There really are. There really are some mean people out there. But I mean, in terms of like being beautiful, like conventionally beautiful and like having beautiful looks, like, like <laughs> it's just never what it seems. It really isn't ever like truly what it seems. And I think that, I think, yeah, that's like the, 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 the conversation about social media, right? Like linking it back. It's like one social media can serve to, to boost your confidence and serve to see yourself in a space that you never saw yourself. For example, if, you know, like me, if you're like a a Middle Eastern girl in Australia or like half Aussie, half Middle Eastern like me, like growing up in Australia, you didn't see people like me ever. You didn't see people like us ever. Like, like you used to see a like you used to see Cleo on H H two O with brown hair and be like me, <laughs> me. That's me. Like, hello. She just has brown hair. But that's how that's how I grew up. I didn't see people like me, right? But that's why social media serves a great purpose because you can inspire and make people have confidence and like show the true beauty of the world. But then on the other side of the spectrum, it's like, but then why am I seeing people that make me more sad? Why do I have, why is it giving me worse confidence? Why do I feel more depressed? Why do I, why do I need to turn it off? Why? Like all these questions. And I guess it just comes down to like, nothing, like everything's polished. I can't express to you how, how polished everything is. Like, for example, as I said, I've never fully given myself online. So maybe I'm, Maybe I'm part of the problem because I've never fully showed myself online and I've never been fully authentic. 
So then you've never seen the rough edges that are definitely there. Everybody has them. Everybody has them. Really, truly. I mean it. I don't know if I'm answering these questions right, guys. This is my first time. Leave me alone. But I'm trying, okay? Um, okay, let's answer another question. Um, wow, a lot of these are about money. I actually can't believe it. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Great questions, guys. How to maintain privacy while sharing your life on social media? This is a great question. Okay. For everybody, it's different. I would like to say that, first of all, because some people find comfort in sharing more of their lives. Some people find comfort in sharing way less. I think I'm kind of in between also on the private side um hmm okay here's the thing i think it's important to have boundaries i think boundaries while being online is very important okay for example let me give some of my boundaries i don't show my family i show my sisters occasionally because they're adults and they can consent to it um but I don't show my family. I don't show my little brother. I don't show my cousins, my, my family, extended family, etc. Why? Because it's not necessary. It's not necessary. It doesn't add to the conversation about fashion and the message I'm trying to pursue. So it's not necessary. And why would I put that person at risk of being judged online? Uh-uh. Not happening. I don't fully show my relationship online, my marriage. Because I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that me showing every aspect of my life romantically and what I'm doing with my husband and how much we love each other is necessary because it doesn't add to the conversation that I'm trying to express. It doesn't add to the conversation. Like, I love my husband. He's a great guy and he, he <laughs> he's a great guy, I promise. But he, like, there's so many things that we do in our life because, again, I'm married now that I don't show because, like, why would I take away from how special that is and 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 have and put it online to then have a young girl compare herself to me or to not see the other side of marriage, which is like a lot of learning and a lot of like growth and fights or petty stuff, whatever it is. Why would I let her feel feel like that? One, like why would I do that? Um, also, why would I put everything that's intimate and romantic online for then like it takes away from the specialness of it personally I think it does because then it's like I'm just doing content do you know what I mean um what else did I show online I don't really show like my everyday routine in terms of like my house because it's like I okay for me personally because I'm still working on myself as a human and I'm still learning on how to be alone now because I'm not in like a chaotic Middle Eastern household. I'm learning to be alone, which is like takes a lot of time. And I don't think, I think I want to do that by myself or like uh, where I am all the time, because I think it's like a bit unsafe, but also like why, or I don't really show like, I don't know what else to talk about. Like I don't really show, uh, 
For example, if I'm exercising or I'm working on my health or if I'm working on my body, I won't really share that to a full extent. For me personally, only because I don't think it serves any purpose besides... For me personally, I feel like if I was to show it, like I could tell myself maybe it'll inspire someone to work on themselves too. But it's like, no, I don't think it's necessary. I think, no, I don't think it's necessary. I would, I'd rather talk about everything else. I'd rather talk about my outfit I'm wearing. I'd rather talk about, uh, you know, a book or talk about great skincare or talk about anything else. But there's just certain things where I think it needs to be left for myself. It needs to be something that I work on for myself. For example, if I have a friendship breakup, am I going to post about it online? No. Why? Because it's not necessary. It's just not necessary. So I would say boundaries are so important. And that's advice to someone. If you do want to go into the online sphere and you want to become an influencer, you need to set boundaries and you need to have them clear from the beginning. This is what I do want to show. This is what I don't want to show. This is what I need to protect for myself. Or this is just for me. Do you know what I mean? It's just for me because you're a person at behind the camera. At the end of the day, you're a person, you're a human and you deserve to have real life experiences that are just for you. And I think that's forgotten a lot of like in, you know, like in the world now with social media, it's forgotten. Like people forget that, but you deserve to have, you know, you deserve to be taken on a date with your husband that is so romantic and it's so beautiful and it's so unique and so special for you guys and no one needs to know about it. You deserve that. Or you deserve to have the best day out with your family or you deserve to have an intimate moment in your life or you deserve to have a day where you feel so healthy and you went and kicked some of your goals and like whatever it was and you deserve to keep that just for yourself because you're a human and and that's book that's what that's a part of what being a human is it's like having experiences i don't know if that makes sense but that's just how i feel i like to share some things online and i like to share a lot of i don't like to share a lot of things online but then i think when people meet me then i open up to them about them about those things because if i trust you i'm going to open up to you about it so it's not like I close it off from everybody in my life and I don't talk about it with anybody. It's just uh, it's just online, I think, personally, because it's there forever. And it's you're putting that up for people to per- perceive and to judge and I'm not in the mood for that. <laughs> not in the mood for that. Let's answer one last question. Um Wow. Okay, what made you start social media? Okay. What makes you start social media? What made me start social media? <laughs> Great question. I kind of did answer it in terms of like with the whole I'm the covered girl thing and about having a blog. But I think the overarching reason as why I want to start social media was because I didn't see myself growing up. I... I think growing up in Australia in the early 2000s where everything was like bleach, blonde, skinny, Bondi babe was very damaging and very hard. Um, 
And I think in Australia as well, where that was the beauty standard for so long and all minorities were kind of pushed into a bubble and you were meant to stick within your own community and you're like, you were meant to sit in your bubble. It was really hard because I didn't, I genuinely didn't know who I was for the longest time. Half of me is Lebanese. Half of me is Middle Eastern, right? And I'm I'm very close to it. And I don't speak Arabic. I tried. I don't speak Arabic. But besides that, I'm very immersed in my culture. And I love my culture. And I, and I physically tra- take traits from my culture. And I was surrounded by it so much. And it's who I am. But then I don't fit in with the Arab kids. And I feel like I don't look like them. At the time, at least. But then other half of me, equally as much as being Middle Eastern, I'm equally as much like a white Aussie girl. <laughs> like like that. that's the truth. I'm equally as much a white Aussie girl. And I, oh, I, I, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> liking Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm remembering high school memories where people would be like, oh, Oh, I, oh, you like Taylor Swift and you like, uh, you like, uh, photography. That must be from your mom's side. Huh? Huh? No, actually it's not. Loser. Um, but like liking that or like having, you know, non-Muslim cousins or like Aussie cousins and like having like that, that's a whole other side to me, but like, I'm equally as much both. Didn't feel like I fit into either category, either category, especially when I put on the hijab because the hijab put me into a box of of Muslim kids. But then within the Muslim kids, I still felt like I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't right for that because it was still majority Middle Eastern kids and I still didn't feel Middle Eastern enough. So that was so hard. And then growing up and seeing bleach Bondi babes, uh, beach, beach, <laughs> beach Bondi babes. Wow, beach Bondi babe, beach Bondi babes, and really super skinny models and blue eyes. Oh my god, blue eyes was such a big thing back then. Blue eyes, blonde, bleach hair, bikinis. Oh my god, guys, you have no idea. Like Aussies in the early two thousands, that was it. That was peak of of beauty in Australia, and then. Like I said earlier, I would see a girl with brown hair and be like, I guess I'm like her because there's no one else. There's literally no one else that I can relate to. And the only time I saw myself in the media was when they were talking about the Taliban or they were talking about terrorist organization or they were talking about how Muslim men abuse their wives. Like all these absurd racist things that Australian media were pushing out for so, 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 so many years. That's the only time I saw myself. I saw myself on TV crying. Like I'd see myself on TV as a woman crying or a woman locked up or a woman... um. Uh, being abused by her husband that's the only time i see people who look like me do you know how do you know how unhealthy that is and the australian media have uh no accountability for that of how damaging they were for so 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 many minorities in australia um so when i found out about social media and i realized that you can create your own platform i was like hell yeah i'm going to make a platform where i can show how normal it is 
to be different and how you're like you're not different and how you're so beautiful and how you can have values like mine and you can go about your life and uh, like for example here's some shops where you could find uh, modest pieces in, in your local Westfields and like like just things that were not spoken about like truly not spoken about so then when I did for example I did a campaign with Supre if you're if you're Australian you know about Supre it was like the it girl shop of the early 2000s where ever when everybody was wearing mini mini shorts they were from Supre when they were wearing a, a little uh like what are they called crop tops from Supre like growing up in high school like being in high school and primary school everyone was shopping at Supre do you know what I could buy from Supre do you know what I could buy from Supre the bag the pink bag that's all I could get from Supre because nothing else was modest nothing else was modest so then the day when I did a Supre campaign and I was in the Supre campaign it was so special to me because I was like finally finally I'm included in the conversation finally someone like me which is a lot of uh there's a lot there's a lot of of uh muslim australian girls there there's a lot of us especially hijabi girls um within their own like suburbs like western sydney for example but they're they're really here like we exist freaking hell we exist and like what they get to walk into super a and and feel like they're seen do you know how incredible that is and I feel like brands and the media didn't realize how important it is to us. But just to have someone look like you in a campaign or inside of a store is, it's iconic. And it's its so powerful. It's so powerful. So that's the reason why I started started my job, like my career. That's truly the reason. It was to to, to fill up spaces like that. And I feel like now I've achieved that a few, like I've achieved that and I'm really proud of myself. And I feel like the, the tone of Australian media and how diverse it is has definitely changed. Hopefully it can get better. It's still, it's a bit, uh-huh. it can get better. I have hope. Um, and now I feel like talking about different conversations and I feel like, um, you know, continuing to represent, uh, like my community in different ways. But that's truly why I started it. And I'm so proud of myself that I get to say that I've done those things and I've helped, uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that I've helped young Muslim girls like feel like they're a part of the beauty standard and they're, they're okay and they're normal and they're beautiful and they're seen because Australia is such a melting pot of cultures and it's built on oppressing a culture. It's built on the expense of other people that it doesn't make sense for it to stay so whitewashed for so long it's it's absurd and it's so ridiculous so I'm so proud that that myself and other girls for example like Desi girls or uh like I'm trying to think about my friends within the industry and like my like other creators it's like oh my god they've done such incredible things that for their communities that were never done before in Australia. Truly, truly never done before in Australia. So, yeah, that's the reason why I first started my platform. It kind of still pushes me now. Now I think about other things, about talking about, um, ch- like talking about other conversations, but the overarching theme is still the same. It's about um, changing the conversation in Australia 
talking about modest fashion. It's talking about giving Muslim women confidence, changing the conversation from oppression to liberation. So many things. But that's that's the main one. And I'm so proud of everyone. Of everyone. I truly am. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. No, I'm not. I don't cry. I don't cry. But yeah. That's the main things I want to touch on about social media. I think we'll touch on it again later in the podcast. Maybe another episode. But that's the main stuff that I want to talk about. Yeah. I think that's I think that's it, guys. I think we just wrapped up the first episode of Just Delusional. So proud to say that I have my own podcast. Oh, so, yep. Please follow me at Noel Sari on Instagram. Follow the podcast page at, at delusional underscore. And follow me on TikTok and everywhere else that I am. And please let me know your thoughts about the podcast. I really want to grow this and bounce off ideas with you guys so please give me your feedback unless it's negative keep it to yourself i'm kidding actually uh, i don't know depends um and yeah please 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 interact with this and yeah i love you guys so much and i'll see you in next week's episode bye